Warning. Every episode of the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast may contain spoilers for the show discussed, adult language, and adult situations. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast, episode 35. If you're listening to this, we are uh, recording this in the past, uh, since we're recording these out of order for uh, my own personal reasons. But joining me in the past this week is the rom-com expert, and the boys, Mike and Juan, that I, I feel like that's an appropriate name for... For you guys, I don't know if you like it or not, but I've been calling you the boys for like the past three episodes, so I like I'm, it. I'm fine with it. I like it. All right. He got a boy. <laughs> and this week we are gonna be discussing the one, the only, the Devil Man, Crybaby, and uh, subsequently, if that's the right word, um, some of the other shows because uh, Mark and I did a little bit more. Um, devil man watching than I expected us to do. Oh. But before we get into any of that, Mark, are you even there? Hello? Okay. <laughs> hey, I uh, was listening to your uh, very perfect, imperfect uh, intro. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I would just keep that recording and play it every time for every episode, <laughs> no matter what episode. Every episode will start with Devil Man talk, but then go into whatever else you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what have you guys been doing, Mark? You got married. You've done stuff. You were sick the entire time that you were getting married. Oh yeah, I was living out the rom com dream, and then uh, just like a rom com, everything went wrong. <laughs> it's okay. You got a switch. Came right. He he did get a switch. We all you got a switch. And now See, everything. Now his wife is uh, obsessed with Mario Kart and doesn't put it down. <laughs> she will be the number one racer. So what have you guys been up to since, uh, you what? know, like a week ago? Oh, uh, you know, making making dresses and uh, suits. How yeah, many of those are you? T- turns out I'm the family tailor now. Yeah, I, I think you told me that it started with you making an apron for your sister, and then your dad mm-hmm. wants you to make a jacket? No, it, it started with me making... Well, it started from the way beginning when I made Mondo's jacket for his Reaper cosplay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my sister got jealous, and she's like, how come he gets a jacket, and I don't get anything? So she wanted a dress for a, a, an upcoming wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, then my dad was like, hey, since you're starting out and you're trying to learn, why don't you make me a vest? But instead of, you know, me trying to buy all the materials, he's he gave me, like, actual material. Like, he gave me sheepskin to to use. And I, and I don't mean, like, strips of sheepskin. I mean... Like an entire, <laughs> an entire yeah. skin sheep. <laughs> yeah. So sheep I'm... included. <laughs> the head. <laughs> it's the helmet. Okay. <laughs> adorn it over your head, head like a pelt. No, no, oh, he's he's gonna stitch it onto the back. So whenever he puts on the the vest, it'll be a like a goat skull Fish. in the back. It'll be a sheep hoodie. <laughs> a sheep hoodie, a skull, sheep skull hoodie. It's it'll be available Great. in a hot topic near you. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, and then I'm I personally want to make uh, myself uh, something for San Japan, not cosplay. It's more like just some like something to put on. Something we cool. all agreed that we were going to wear Rising Sun headbands. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get one. Uh, Juan here has one. Our friend mm-hmm. Brian has one. So uh, we're we're all gonna be wearing Rising Sun headbands. I'm gonna be getting a cape, something akin to you, yours, Nuni. Except I was thinking of putting my wife on it, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And my personal project is gonna be make myself a noragi. A noragi. What's that? Yeah. yeah think of it like a kimono, but it's it was historically it was used by like farmers mm-hmm. and peasants, and it's 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 the equivalent of a cardigan. It's the open ones, <laughs> right? Like the one we're yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like kind of like a, a big robe coat kind of thing. Yeah, but it's not not too much robe like. It's more like a uh, just like a, a throw a layer. Yeah. Shirt. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. I kind of yeah. want one for myself, but I'm not gonna burden you with making me one while you're while you're busy refitting your family. <laughs> um. As for me, I mean, mainly just work. Really, I haven't really done jack shit. I uh, sprained my ankle a few days ago, and I'm still oh, paying for that. Been taking like uh, painkillers and shit. I keep going to work, and then my like the first day it happened, my manager like yelled at me because she thought I was trying to use it as an excuse to like bail out on her. I'm good. I was like, hey, just letting you know, my ankle is uh, fucked up, and she's like, so are you gonna be able to work or not, Michael? And I was like, uh. uh uh, but yeah, people yell at me far too often. How did you sprain your ankle? Um, okay, so I have these blackout curtains in my room that completely shut out all light. So right. my room mm-hmm. is pitch dark regardless of the time of day. So I get up for work and uh, I didn't realize like I have stuff like all over the floor. And um, I, I get out of the room just fine. I go to the bathroom, I like start getting ready and stuff. I come back into the room and I close the door behind me and, well, my room has, like, a couple steps to, like, lead into the room. Mm. And I walk down the steps and immediately, I guess, like, I left a shoe right there at, like, the bottom of the steps or something. But I tripped over it and then I slammed against the floor. And the thing about this room is that uh, it's literally concrete and then a layer of carpeting over it. There's no, Mm. like, tile or anything. So I just slammed, like, straight down and, like, I whatever I fell over, I ended up, like, twisting my ankle around and stuff. Mm. Do you think that'll uh, hinder you in our quest to uh, scour the Dollar Generals from here to San Antonio? Uh, no, not really. Like, I mean, I'm already in the recovery kind of thing. Like, it's not like a horrible pain, I feel. It's just kind of like uh, one that makes me like watch how I walk and stuff. And like, yeah. like I said, I've been taking like pain medication and stuff. So like, it doesn't hurt that much. As long as I have full range of motion, I'm fine. And I mean, as long as I have like two of these pills a day, I'm so now that that shouldn't hinder our uh, our diving through Dollar Generals for gems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot. Did we talk about it on the podcast or did we talk about it like off the mics? I, think I believe it was during off the, the mics. Po- no, I think it was during. Was it? Pretty sure it was. Oh yeah, yeah, it was during. during the podcast. I remember editing that part. Maybe taking <laughs> maybe taking it out. <laughs> um, but our plan is uh, it's going to be weird since this is airing in like three weeks and technically Yuri on ice is going to be the next one and we're going to be like oh everything went horribly wrong and you know but whatever (laughs) the plan right now is that mike and i are going to go uh to san antonio next weekend and stop at each dollar general 
and scour their DVD sections for uh, anime. Because so, I like the I love the idea of finding like anime in the least likely places. <laughs> so what you're saying that this is going to be the prequel? This will be the prequel <laughs> after the mainline thing. <laughs> this will so explain when, what we're what happened. What we're talking about now, you will you, you, will, you are, will find out the main thing. In is that how it's going? I don't really. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Next time, I no, guess no, we'll no. talk about how, how well or bad it went, and people will be like, I wonder what made them do that. And then I'll tell them, well, uh, we were talking about how we found like anime in uh, the dollar store. And like I, I like the idea when Mike mentioned it, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. So I went out to scour my DVDs to look for the, the ones that I actually found. I couldn't find like two, but I did find one called Yojimbo. And in that case, happened to be like a, an animation cell. And I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? How, did I never open this before? Or did I just never look at the little booklet on the side? Because uh, I saw it and I was like, damn, this uh, this is really inspiring. I hope I can find something this cool. <laughs> and then I realized why like I didn't like the show when I was like 16 or 17. Because uh, I had episodes 16, 17, and 18. So it made sense why it didn't make sense when I was watching it. Yeah. And uh, I went to hang out with Mark this weekend uh, to go see Buckethead. Uh, shout outs to Miguel in the past from the future for uh, giving me the, the free ticket to go see him. And uh, mm-hmm. Mark and I went to a conveyor belt sushi place. Mm-hmm. I don't know we if anybody to told you. A Asian land. We went. We fucking found a little piece of Asia in Austin, and so a little like, Asia. It, yeah, I guess because like all the, it's a little shopping area where all the stores are Asian stores. I I knew about it before, but I never went to it because I was just like, oh, there's just like a bunch of uh, like you nail painting places or whatever. And uh, but it turned out to be awesome. It turned like, it turned out to cool be stuff. legitimately like amazing. Because uh, the comparable sushi, I just wanted to go for the novelty of it because I was like, oh, well, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like okay or mediocre food. But I love the mm-hmm. idea of having the comparables there. And uh, it was pretty great. You could special order stuff. And they sent, there are like two different layers of comparables, one at the top and one at the bottom. And mm-hmm. they like send you your special orders at the top and it just stops right in front of you. And, <laughs> uh, you know, there's a constant revolving conveyor belt going through like four or five rows of people it's what it's what people from the 50s were wanting wanting. it's like the jetsons except now (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like that experience was good enough but uh we went next door to uh what happened to be a japanese import store and I really liked it to begin with because, uh, like, they had a bunch of cool, like, plushies and shit and a bunch of uh, interesting, like, uh, like cutlery and dishes and different kinds of cups and stuff like that. But then, cool. like, the deeper you went in, the more and more weeb it got. <laughs> like, they, they, did the, they did the smart thing. They put, like, all the, like, culturally acceptable stuff in the front. And then they put all the manga and shit in the back with the gravure of magazines and stuff. Because I got super excited after, <laughs> like, I, I saw the anime and I saw the magazines. And then I was like, huh, I wonder, like, how deep this goes. And I found a gravure uh, 
I guess picture book of a girl that I've been following on Instagram and Facebook for a while, Ushiji Mainiku. And I was like, "Whoa, I know her. <laughs> I can't believe they have this here." And like a bunch of other grabber stuff. I sent a picture to Mondo. He got pretty excited about it. He Is that where you got the um you show like where you got that figure of Shinobu? No, that was actually at a different store. Um ah. it was that I got you that figure of Shinobu at a specifically anime store. This was like a an anime pop store, but they also had figures there. And like just all this fucking cool shit and knickknacks that I would have loved to buy if I took money. <laughs> but since I I wasn't prepared to like actually spend anything, I was like, "Oh, I I'm just here to see." And then next door to <laughs> that store, like literally these three stores were next to each other, was an Asian supermarket and it was the cleanest supermarket i've been into in years like I, by walmart standards no or? by like standards in general just hmm. like it's like walking into a new house oh, oh wow. it was fucking great i saw all the crazy imported fruits and vegetables that they had all the shit that they had there all the little shops and like the live fish and the live crabs and all this other stuff and it was like <laughs> it was like i stumbled onto a little paradox that took me into a different area of of the world it was pretty maybe good. we can go after san japan or possibly before yeah i would love to like, go anytime yeah because Just... i mean i mean like when i'm in san antonio when i move to san antonio i'm going to be like uh like when I move, I'm only I'm gonna be free like for a whole month. I'm not gonna yeah. be doing anything. Wow. So, at some point, so during San Japan, we can just break off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like if you want to, we could. I'll probably be drunk though. Like, what if we go okay. in the middle of San Japan to that place? Well, I mean, this is in Austin. I don't know if you'd mind driving like an hour and a half because I I definitely wouldn't. I if, uh, love that place. If if you want to go when we finish with San Japan, like on that Sunday, I'm down to go. Because, I mean, I won't have, I mean, I'll just need to go back home in San Antonio. Like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And uh, maybe you can try the novelty of uh, conveyor belt sushi. Because if you get 15 plates in that conveyor belt sushi, the little uh, not gachapon machine will, like, load out a little egg that gives you a prize. And I want to know what that prize <laughs> is. We like Mark, RJ, and I got up to eight eight plates, and uh, we need a few more people to eat <laughs> shitty sushi, or actually not shitty, mediocre to good sushi, and uh, maybe like some specialty plates if you want to order them. Hmm. It was like sixty bucks for the three of us, but we got a decent amount of food um, in the end, in my opinion, at least. A lot of variety. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of variety. different things. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Everything from uh, squid and octopus to uh, rice jello. Um, what? It's like. Uh, well, yeah, it, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's uh, something mochi. I forgot exactly what it's called, but it's basically mochi in a gelatinous form mm-hmm. with wow. like some stuff on top. And they're cut into little cubes. <laughs> it wasn't what I was expecting, but I was like, I, I wonder <laughs> what this is. I want to have green tea and mochi ice cream. That you can in have like that there. A, a setting, like a, yeah. a normal setting, and then take oh, a normal setting. And be like, and no, I mean in the in their normal in in the same in the sense of it's, you know it's like there at that place. In its That's natural environment. In this natural <laughs> environment, yes. Then I want to take pictures and be like, "This is peak weeb right here." 
that dude i was peak weeb all weekend basically <laughs> and i i didn't expect to be peak weeb i expected to uh just go to austin see buckethead and then come back but since the show ended late at night i was like man i'll just stay over for a bit and i'll bother mark for a little bit and make him take me places and uh, um, it was cool we went swimming we went swimming at 11 o'clock at night until <laughs> like 1 a.m Reminds me of high school when we used to sneak into the Skinny friend's dipping. apartment's uh, mm-hmm. pool. Like, we would just hop the fence and jump in. If like, on, yeah, look at us. It would have been great if the water were cold, but it was like it was like a, a warm soup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, d- deeper it was kind of cool. It wasn't, like, in the end it wasn't too bad, but I was expecting it to be, like, chilly-ish. Yeah. But whatever. And... I guess the only thing after that was uh, we went to a store called I Love Video. Um, if you've ever been to Austin, I think you probably saw one. Like it's a, it's a blue store with like an eye, a heart, and a video, and it looks like it has all this like cultish video shit on the sides or whatever. And I I never knew what it was. Like the last time that we went in, we just kind of looked around. I assumed that it was like a video store where you could buy a bunch of shit. And I ran in there and instantly got, went to the animation section, got all this like American animation shit that I was super excited to watch because I hadn't heard of any of it. It was just like this stuff like uh, I Married a Strange Person, uh, Cartoon Noir, Coonskin, and Coonskin that was later retitled, renamed to Street Fight. Uh, okay. Yeah. They had the VHS called Street Fight and the DVD Coonskin there. And I looked up in the middle of it like <laughs> what the difference was. They're the same movie. They just changed the name. But uh, then I, I, my dreams were shattered after like getting six DVDs in my hand and asking the guy, hey, how, how, much, how do I know how much these cost? And he told me, oh, uh, we're primarily a rental store. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you just got the cover boxes. All the things to rent are behind them. So I, uh, you know, with ran back with my tail tucked between my legs, my head hanging low. <laughs> but in my, uh, you know, in my darkest hour, I happened to stumble upon, which will lead us into the discussion of Devilman. I happened to stumble upon a DVD entitled Amon Apocalypse of Devilman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a Devilman DVD. And I think I got it, it. Isn't that the one that's like focused on the the actual like the demon Hamon? Well, let me shatter let uh, me shatter your dreams. None of the animation is focused on the previous thing. It's just uh, Mark and I watched way more Devil Man that we wanted to. We watched <laughs> Devil. We watched the original. We watched the first episode, the like episode sixteen and episode and the last episode to see what it was about. And then we watched Devilman the Birth, and then Devilman the Demon Bird, and then watched Amon Apocalypse of Devilman. And the reason that that happened was because we started watching, you know, that video that I rented on from I Love Video. And we we're like, whoa, this is like weirdly out of context. What, that's weird. And we assumed that maybe like the, the previous OAVs would have put everything into context, and it turned out no. Um, <laughs> we watched them for no reason whatsoever. Uh, we went to the point where I even made Mark put on uh, Lady Devil Man to see if maybe it like, somehow tied up because Lady Devil Man came out a year before this movie. 
and it turns out this movie is just uh, essentially a retelling of the final few chapters of the Devilman manga. And it is assumed that you know the history of Devil, or you know, you know some of the story of Devilman before you actually watch it. Except that they change the ending, I guess, to justify making it, as opposed to like uh, spoilers. If you if you haven't seen Devilman or Devilman Crybaby, I recommend you uh, watch it. Uh, only because I I say that only because uh, since this is newer, you know, whatever. But instead of you know Satan and uh, the and Devilman fighting in the end, uh, Satan or Devilman just walks away, and that's it. That was the ending. Yeah, and it was disappointing. I remember watching that that part, and it was cut into like five parts uh, on YouTube. Did you watch that one? Uh, I just watched the the fighting part, like towards the end. Okay. When he was fighting like that, that blue guy, and then after he fought the blue guy, he walked up to Satan, and then he just kind of no wait, he was fighting him. He was fighting Amon, yeah, for control of his body, and then uh, you know, after defeating Amon with the power of love, because Devilman is about the power of love. <laughs> I don't care what you say. That's what this anime is about. Both Crybaby and the original are all about the power of love. Um. Love. It could be any kind of love. Any kind of love. It is <laughs> if you watch a uh, Devilman the Birth, it's implied that uh Miki thinks that uh, Akira is gay for Rio. <laughs> <laughs> Which was pretty great. Mm-hmm. But uh enough about that. What'd you it guys think? It was actually the opposite. What'd you guys think of Crybaby? I enjoyed it. I mean, there was like some episodes where I felt like the pacing was a bit shitty. Like, yeah. There were some times where it went way too fast, and I'm just like, why? Like, they, they were just speeding through some shit, and then like in the next episode, or like sometimes in the same episode, they would slow it down to like focus on minor details. Yeah. I was like, eh. But I mean, overall, I, it was enjoyable. Yeah, I feel like. Um, well, for one thing, Mark completely refused to talk to me at all about any, anything related to Devilman while I was with him. He said, no, I'm going to save it for the podcast. Fuck you, Nooney, which I appreciate. But I mean, (laughs) he wouldn't even respond to the references that I was making. He'd just look at me, shake his head and go. "Mm -hmm." (laughs) But, uh, very dedicated. Uh, after watching so much fucking Devilman, uh, I can understand why Netflix was like, hey, we should make this into an anime, even though technically it was kind of an anime before, uh, since before it was disjointed and it didn't really, uh, you know, make sense. So they, I guess they wanted to fill the gaps. And yeah. They, yes. I'm sorry. No, no. I was going to say, um, wasn't it the, have you watched the seventies version? I, yeah. I watched the, uh, the first episode, the, I think the 18th episode and the mm-hmm. last episode. I was I was gonna say I was gonna mention any version of Doberman. Um, it was never completed, was it? Yeah the Should the be? last episode was technically completed. Mm. Um, the la- or <laughs> I know I know what I said, but the original like seventies Doberman I feel like was a uh, completed. Mm. I guess the story, you know, since uh, manga was still going on, I know. Uh, I guess technically it wasn't, but um, I don't know what the fuck the manga was in the 70s, but 
um, supposedly the OEVs in the 80s uh, followed the manga a lot more closely. And if that's the case, the 70s one was completely different. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the it 70s... Was so silly. Yeah, it was super silly. It still had a bit of violence and like a bit of uh, adult situations, but not really anything too crazy. But in the at the end of uh, the 70s one, um, Devilman beats, uh, you know, whatever devil, nega devil man, I'll call him, who was sent to try and, you know, foil devil man's uh, plans because originally devil man and two other demons were sent up to earth to try and destroy all humans. And there can only be one that can be left standing. One of the three original demons to be left standing. So, uh, they can help, you know, Satan with his plans. And, uh, I I guess you know Satan never came up, but Devil Man was like, "I defeated you," and he rides away on a motorcycle with Mickey, <laughs> which uh, was paid homage to in a uh, Crybaby at the very end. If you stayed like after the credits, I think. I mean, I thought like the whole thing at the the end of the series, like for Crybaby, was supposed to show that like all of the Devil Man things are like canon, and that like they're all part of like a constantly repeating universe yeah that is also true and uh it makes sense that so much like i don't know if it was because um you know i don't even know what i'm trying to say i know what i I know what i want to say but i don't know how to word it because i was just gonna say you know um a lot of the a lot of the imagery that I really enjoyed from uh, Doubleman Crybaby was taken from the OVAs, which were based off the, you know, manga. Um, but yeah, you know, I can't, I can't put what I want to say into words. I'm just. What year did talking. the manga come out, or around what year was it? I, it was around the same time as the '70s one. If you let me scroll down, it came out in 1972. And then the original wow. show also came out in 1972. So I, you know, I have I haven't done my research on the manga at all. I don't know if one was because of the other, but um, considering like I said, the OVAs were based off of the manga. I'm guessing that the manga came first, and they were like, "Hey, this is kind of popular. Let's make a show about it, but aim it to kids, yeah. and give it some goofy." <laughs> 70s slapstick. music some slapstick some scooby-doo style you know background spooky stuff yeah watching the um watching crybaby i i do want to read the manga i also want to read the manga yeah um, and from what i heard it's pretty short it's about six chapters oh damn that is i don't think that's true <laughs> it's uh five volumes i think 53 chapters huh. i'll send it to you they had some of uh they had double man the manga at um that japanese import store that we went to mm. along with a bunch of other cool shit but the only thing that i would like say uh, that i i don't i kind of don't want to read the manga because um if what I read is to be believed. Um, the two OVAs that originally came out made by O Productions. The original OVAs were based off the manga. I really loved the original OVA, Devilman the Birth. 
That um, one was my favorite. That one was pretty great. But then love, the second one that. sucked, especially in comparison. And it's, if yeah. that's how the, the manga was written, uh, I don't want to read that. It uh, made <laughs> it took everything down a good notch. You know, there was still violence and whatever, but uh, it was just the original The Birth was just much more interesting. And in my opinion, um, Crybaby seems like even more interesting you know it might not be written amazingly but yeah the story in and of itself i feel like it's pretty cool yeah and without you know since i've never read the manga i haven't watched all of the ovas i feel like crybaby they cut a lot of the content and made it lean but they made it too lean yeah i can definitely feel that especially with like the background not background characters but like the uh you know the the villains that come out and stuff yeah they're, they're pretty rushed or like one villain comes up and then they disappear i really um, expected the harpy lady to be more of a thing in crybaby hmm. her, hers and the the bull guy thing they were it was so brief yeah yeah like it was such a short thing Especially since they were, I I feel like they were pushing her like, oh, he's my lover. Oh man, I can't wait till we yeah, get back together. Yeah, and like they they just rushed right through all of that, and then like I mean they got the message across with it, but it was still very very like short. They, mm-hmm. they just risked right through that. Did you guys um know anything about uh cry? Like, did anybody tell you anything about Crybaby before you went in? Like anything at all, even the art style. I had no idea. I I like purposely didn't look at anything about it. All right. I I looked into it when one of my coworkers was telling me that um, it was ping pong the animation. <laughs> no, the, the, he was telling me about like how he had to watch it when his wife or his kids <laughs> were <laughs> were at home because of just how how much like violence and debauchery was in it. Um. But that's about it. I, did you hear anything about it, Mark, or see anything about it? Nah, I never heard of it, and I just assumed it was a uh, Netflix because it says you know Netflix original. I just assumed it was the story was completely made, you know, you know, like Neo Yokio yeah, made up, shit like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like a, an original thing. Yeah, I also completely stayed away from it. Like I heard people talking about it, but all they ever talked about was like the club scene. And the rapping, which, you know, yeah. I could understand why they would talk about it. I don't really like the art style in general, but I love it in the context of uh, this show, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I like the art style. I like the colors and the lighting. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah. What I don't like is the goofy ass running. <laughs> The hey, the running's amazing. <laughs> I love like all the weird poses he made, or like when Rio went to go uh, swing the doors open, or when Akira, sorry, went to go swing the doors open um, at his school when he first changed into a double man. Mm-hmm. Like they, they just like they had to make it so that his ass like stuck out, and then like you know he had to slam it open, and then he's just walking around with this fucking enormous bulge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the focus of that episode. <laughs> and it was hilarious because, like, just being around other females, like, it turned them on because, you know, my devilments. My devilments. <laughs> my devilments. 
So I had. And then the oh god, I just remembered the masturbation scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking violent semen explosion. Dude, I I once had a glorious uh, squirt. You know, in my younger <laughs> years, I had a glorious. <laughs> the the muscles in my penis were so great. I understood his uh, you know his his amazement when he saw the the semen drenched on his roof. I was gonna say I don't know. Did was you so amazing that no. you covered like the majority of your ceiling to the point that it began dripping down from the ceiling? Unfortunately, not. It was just like a little <laughs> dip. It, it was like a. It was like one thing. <laughs> yeah. It didn't get to the roof, but you know, it got close enough to where I was like, "Wow, look at that!" <laughs> or if you were you were uh, one of our other friends uh, on the on the wall. <laughs> what? 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 So I was really curious who, <laughs> since you know, I've seen this art style used in ping pong and uh, some other stuff, but I got super curious about like who's responsible if it was the. Uh, director or the art director or like some animation guy uh Mm -hmm. and i guess it's just a director that that really likes that uh because um the studio that made this uh science saru have made other like two other movies in this exact same art style who that were also like directed by the same guy who Mm -hmm. also you know did ping pong and stuff Mm -hmm. and uh kick heart that mike and i watched like yeah. two oh, weeks yeah. ago. There's a there's a guy on Tumblr that I follow. Uh, I think his name is Bahi JD, mm-hmm. and he's he's part of the I guess the team that does the animations for it. So when the movie Ping Pong came out, mm-hmm. he would show like his process of how he would do the animations. I've I've and, seen like gifs of that. Yeah, and he's he's really great in like with animations and especially when it comes to like fighting uh styles in, in animation he's really really good at it so i wouldn't be surprised that he uh worked on this but i haven't seen any gifs or any process um posts that that he would put up have any of you seen ping pong the animation i have still yet to see it i keep getting told to watch it and i'm pretty sure i'd enjoy it it's just that i keep forgetting to watch it. yeah i i i haven't watched it only because that kind of style which very not simplistic but very um rustic or just i, I don't know how to describe um, it i i want to call it minimalist but it, minimalist. but it, i feel like mm. they put a lot of detail to motion so i can't like oh, they over exaggerate de- motion to where i can't yeah. call it minimalist yeah I, like, I, I guess not clean yeah, like a impressionist kind of. Yeah, that that kind of style just doesn't appeal to me. Um, Crybaby was was almost pushing it where it, uh, where it was kind of like that, but it was pretty clean, so that kept me going. Like I said before, I just feel like it really suited this particular series. I don't know what it was. Like I I like the uh, animation for the OVAs. Like it was actually pretty good looking. To the point where mm-hmm. Mark told me, I, Mark, how do you feel about the animation in this? Because I feel like when you said, wow, like <laughs> when we started watching the OVAs, you looked at me and you were like, wow, I wish Crybaby looked this good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, you know, those older animations, the OVAs were the peak 
and then this well as far as animation now the the animation uh it, it kind of was like so disgusting compared to the original one <laughs> it's true it's so, it's so like clean and like the contrast and the colors and just everything's so perfect everything like I don't know. I, I enjoyed the mess like of Crybaby. Uh, yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. its own thing. It's yeah, like, like it's it's. I'm not gonna say it's better, but I will say I enjoyed like how messy and retarded it was. Like, like the proportions I, were constantly yeah. changing, and yeah, like it's. I it just. I just like that the there's lines, and I just don't like the sketchiness. So I probably also appeal to the old to the uh, the OVAs because they're also clean, you know. Yeah. I like this game. I, I love the roughness of it. It's, it's like that Linkin Park video and that uh, Animatrix short. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was really... Uh, I forgot if I already said this, but since nobody told me about the animation, I was like super surprised that nobody mentioned it to me at all. Because I was like, whoa, this seems like a huge thing that somebody would say because I can see somebody getting like turned off by this type of animation. Yeah. Uh, since like... I don't know why. I, no, I do know why. Different types of animation styles really turn off a lot of people if it's not like, mm-hmm. especially in anime, if it's not the mold of what's going on right now, people don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Different yeah. strokes for different folks. Yeah. But the main reason that I asked if anybody saw Ping Pong the animation was because I wanted to talk, up, talk about the music. And I wanted to know if Ping Pong had amazing music I don't know. I've actually listened to the the OST for ping pong. Do you? Um, I will say the the ping pong OST is fucking good. Okay. It it genuinely has some really fucking good music. Because the same guy that made that music made the music for Double Man. And I really like the club music. I really like the, you know, the the fucking beatboxing that the kid was doing. I like the rapping. I liked a lot of the... You know, the background shit that was going on. I liked the music in uh, Crybaby a lot. I, I liked it. I, I, liked liked the, it. I liked a lot of the music. There were some yeah. tracks where I was kind of like, eh, but for yeah. the most part, I really enjoyed it. A lot of the style, I don't know, it reminded me of Carpenter Bird. Did, did you get that? Yeah, yeah. I did. I really, especially in the first episode, like during the club. Yeah. Like, the club scene, was it screamed Carpenter Bird. And like the mm-hmm. music that played, like when Rio is like driving his car and everything, yeah. and he's like speeding... Like, all that shit was, like, it really reminded me of Carpenter Bruh and, like, that, that hard synth music. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the shit out of it. I was like, damn, that's some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Noni was just laughing when during the, the party scene when the girl was twerking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fucking great. <laughs> because it's just, uh, I knew that this wasn't how it was originally written. So yeah. they... Um, what's the word? They modernize. Yeah, they they modernize the show a decent amount, which makes sense since it's a cyclical thing that constantly happens and and stuff. Yeah. Um, because in the OAVs there is also a club scene very similar to this, except you know it was in the eighties, and also the music in the in the OVAs was also like super eighties, like the eighties synth and the eighties drum sound and all that super eighty shit, but. The club scene in that was you know very much of its time, a lot like this one. Where like the main thing that they did was drink alcohol in the, in that one, but in here, you know, he got slipped. Or I'm assuming he got slipped to Molly. I forgot what they called it. But I'm pretty sure it was yeah, they. They called it another type of drug, but it was it was clearly a Molly. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, when that twerking scene came up, I like just the 
the fact that I just the way that it the, the way that it happened and the fact that I know why they did it, I was just like, oh, this is great. This is like the perfect time to do this. There's no, uh, there's not going to be any other time where they could do this and it be appropriate. This is great. Yeah. So about uh, that uh, about horrible English voice. Oh voice yeah. Oh yeah. Did you guys? The horrible. Did anybody? Rio's watch this voice in during his speech was fucking awful. No, I didn't. Okay. I, didn't I, watched, watch any of it in I watched it all in English. And it, has it come out? What, huh? What's that? Wait, wait, which one are you talking about? Crybaby or Crybaby? Oh. Yeah. Did, um, did you watch? Oh, you and I watched it in Japanese, but after yeah. after you and I had our little session, did you watch it in uh, English? See, I didn't know that it already came out in English. I, I know that there were, like, pushing out for English, but I didn't know it was already out. Yeah, it's on uh, Netflix. It gives you like the option there on the side. Oh. I primarily watched it in uh, Japanese, but I went mm-hmm. back to listen to the English just to see like how it was. But um, mm-hmm. Mark, what were you going to say? It goes down an, an entire star and a half <laughs> by just watching it in English. Wow. Is it really that? Is it really for that me bad? Personally, yeah, for I me personally, he's like, like for instance, he's like, oh, I am a, yeah, you, I am. You hate no, the like, voice. He's like, I am a devil. I am a devil man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, they. I am a devil. I am a man. I am a devil man. And like, like so, oh, like, dude, it's it sucks because um. Like the time that I felt it the hardest, I happened to watch like uh like an episode and a half in English, but there were points like when they went to, like there was a scene where they were in Mickey's house and they were talking about you know Satan and uh, God because uh, they also modernized that thing to give Mickey an American what I'm assuming to be an American or European, you know blonde hair blue eyed father, and yeah. made her a, a mugblood or whatever. <laughs> and uh like in that like the way that he speaks in Japanese is very um like it's a very specific way of speaking which I'm sure had its there was a reason that they made it but because of the way that the lip flaps worked they very much like uh what's the word like their sentence they had to like break up their sentences in order to to match the lip flaps so they kept yeah. talking yeah. like when like you this. add extra like hello fellow human beings this is a <laughs> bowl of apples apples are very delicious and like i don't know <laughs> i can't explain it someone else explain it i guess the pacing is that what you already mentioned yeah the the pacing of their speech was mm-hmm. very was hindered by the lip flaps and it it showed a lot when i was especially in like that particular scene i was like oh god this feels like robots are talking yeah <laughs> That's the entire thing. The entire thing feels like that. That sucks. And then I rewatched it. I, well, I went like halfway through in Japanese. And I'm like, oh my god, this is a totally different thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even try watching that shit in English. I just know the OVAs English because they're make they make memes out of it. Oh, oh is... the yeah, I fucking I, the, <laughs> the the yeah the OVA in English is a gem. Uh, we should have watched it in English. Mark and I watched uh, what, them all what in was Japanese. The... What was uh, my favorite one? Where it's uh, my old power view. Yeah, but what have you been doing then? Yeah, no, but yeah, there you go. How the hell have you been doing then? That was so (laughs) fucking. (laughs) No, it's because he's like 
he's like Akira, Akira Furo, and then like for the longest time they're just like pausing and they're just staring yeah, at each other. Yeah, Akira's just like staring at him awkwardly, not saying <laughs> anything. And then like two minutes later, he's like, "Oh, it's my old friend Rio. How the hell have you been doing that?" And it's like, what the, "Why did it take him that long?" And then there's another scene where, uh, where like they're entering, uh, fucking, they're entering. No, 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 they're entering Rio's house. Oh, are they? And uh, he's, like, taking off his shoes. He's like, Rio, remember, when you enter a house, you got to take off your shoes. He's <laughs> like, it's good manners. He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, but I feel like an interesting thing is that they didn't even bother trying to translate the raps into English. Um, mm. In uh, English, at least from what I saw. There all- was one. There was one or two that did they did translate, and I'm like, oh shit, they actually translated it to where it rhymed. I thought it was just like the spoken word poem was the one that they translated because that the, might be what I'm thinking about. The other ones that I saw, they like they just played the Japanese audio when he was rapping. I mm. I guess they were like, nah, there's gonna be, there's gonna take way too much work for it to make sense and be coherent, and then we have to find somebody that beatboxes with their mouth. Fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> Netflix didn't pay us too much. Uh, from what I heard, Netflix paid a decent amount of money. Um, they didn't pay enough. They didn't pay enough for the uh, for, for the, the dubbing. dubbing. <laughs> I wonder who who did the dubbing since uh, Mark hates it so so much. And it made me it made me wonder why, but and also like it made me think that uh, maybe it's because like with English, like you know, like since I'm familiar with English, like. I instantly hear a voice and I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Or like, you know, a certain a certain characteristic of the voice. Someone's talking like, you're like, oh, it's that kind of person. Yeah. But with Japanese, I'm not familiar with them. I just, they all sound serious and shit. So it just, it, it's, you know, you, you, like, since you just pay attention to what the, what they're saying. Not how, like. Not how they're saying it. Since yeah. we don't really speak the language. Yeah. I'm sure there's an entire debate and. Uh, lots of YouTube videos talk, that talk about it. Yeah, yeah, but fuck those YouTube videos. We're yeah, ignorant. Fuck them. No, we're, <laughs> well, we're, you could say well, that with the Spanish dubs. Well, I mean, we understand the Spanish dubs, though. Yeah, but you know about the, uh, I guess, you know the emotions in it. Yeah. But Juan, do you dream in English or do you dream in Spanish? It depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. I have I had times where, subtitles. like legitimately, I've had times where I've had dreams where everything is in Spanish. And then it's funny because, like, sometimes it'll be Spanish that I've heard but don't understand. <laughs> so, like, uh, people will be speaking gibberish to me, but I know it's Spanish. Dude, and I'm just like, mm. I've had the weebiest, <laughs> stupidest fucking dreams oh, no, in my life. To me too. <laughs> where yeah. somebody fucking speaks Japanese to me, and I'm like, where the fuck have I heard this before? Or <laughs> there was one time when I spoke, like, three or four sentences, and I was like, what the? Like, I woke up and I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Who fucking Mr. Tryhard over here dreaming in Japanese and shit? Um, there's this. I used when I'm extremely tired. Um, uh, like if I'm very very tired, I will sometimes speak in my sleep. It, it's a very rare occurrence, but mm-hmm. um, one time uh, I had just come back to my hometown and I was uh visiting and I was I fell asleep on my dad's couch. My little brother was playing. Uh, he was like on his computer playing i don't fucking remember what because he has his computer set up in the living room because he's an asshole like that (laughs) and uh he's just like playing whatever the fuck and then 
like I wake up and uh, he's just fucking laughing and laughing. I was like, what the fuck are you laughing at? He's like, he's like, you were just like speaking all this fucking stupid shit in your sleep. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he had like recorded me. And I had essentially been speaking in like just like Japanese like phrases and shit, just like spit firing them randomly like throughout like my whole sleeping. I was like, oh my fucking god! He's just like, yeah, he's like, you're just you know just constantly going on about it. I was like, that's fucking terrible. And I was like, was dad here? He's like, yeah, he walked in and then he saw you, started laughing, and then he left again. (laughs) He came in to point and laugh. Pretty much, I was like, damn. Rio's English was like, uh, how do I put it? It was surprisingly good. Like he, you could tell if he had a conversation, you'd be like, yeah. "Oh man, this guy's English is pretty good." If only he could act in English. Yes, because he was very robotic. Monotone. Yeah, monotone yeah. robotic. Because he kept talking like this. The in the like when he was speaking in English in the Japanese version. Yeah, in the yeah. Japanese version. Yeah, his it was really hard to listen to, especially like when he started speaking on TV and he was going on about like you know the Devilman and everything, and I was like Jesus Christ, At, or like every flashback he had with the uh, with the professor that he went to on that yeah, thing. That yeah, that was just so bad. I loved it. <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was just it was like. Uh, Ah, I felt bad for him because his English is so good, but it's like so bad in this context because it yeah. sounds—it just sounds bad. Yeah, very. I don't know. I guess textbook English. Yeah, very textbook English. Uh, very much. I'm reading lines off a page, and I hope it sounds yeah. good. And I hope I'm saying what I'm saying is right. <laughs> yeah, they wrote this, and I read it. Juan, how much of the OVAs did you watch? I none of them. Okay. I just watched Cray Baby. Okay. What do you think and of And by the OVAs, I... Uh, well, the only thing of the OVA was um, uh, Amon. And that one, I just watched the, the final scene, the ending. Okay. So, some of the fighting was... That fighting, I thought it was pretty decent. It was pretty good. I liked it. There are some characters that are uh, paid homage to in Cry Baby, like at the very last episode. I don't know if you remember the girl in the tube with like the tits with uh, milk coming out of them or whatever. Oh yeah, the acid. Yeah, acid tits. Uh, So she came out in the OAV Devilman. No, wait, she came out at the beginning of uh, Amon, and I was super curious. Like the another reason why Mark and I like went went on our extravagant animation viewing was because. Like I wanted to know, oh man, how did Devilman meet these meet these people? Because there was two people that were like in his little gang that were supporting him, helping him like kill all the demons and all that stuff. And I was like, oh man, how did all this get started? And uh, that is never answered. I guess I have to read the manga for that. <laughs> but um, in that, I found out, you know, <clears throat> that this girl in the manga was originally like being tested on and all that stuff and Double Man went in to save them and she was the only one that mm-hmm. got saved. And she happens to not be able to switch between um her demon form and her human form, unlike all other Double Men. She is just stuck constantly having her fucking tits like that. Mm-hmm. And her and her JJ is actually like the demon's mouth. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, she can't she can't switch and i thought that was pretty <laughs> fucking cool 
It must be hell. Nah, it's the yeah. best. Fucking acid, <laughs> acid coochie. What I thought was like funny about the whole thing though was that like, um, that Rio Lucifer for some reason thought like they stood a chance yeah. against God. Like he was just like, hey, we're gonna rise up and defeat him, and then like God sends like just one nuke, just just one at first, like one holy nuke at first. To, I think it was like blowing up uh, the the ones in the ocean or whatever. Yeah, and it's this giant like evangelical into, explosion into a pillar of salt. Yeah, yeah, and then you know there there's like the whole um, the the runic symbol, the you know the the magic circle fucking thing yeah. around. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And that was just one nuke. And then they're like, nah, we still got this. I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> and then that was even more evident at the end when Rio, I mean, with, you know, Lucifer, when they had destroyed the whole fucking earth. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. God's like, well, time to restart. And then it's just again. like a bunch of nukes everywhere. And mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus. And like, how, how did he ever assume he was going to win when, like, you know, the, there, there was no chance of winning? Yeah, and I watched the video where they were saying, and Nuni can maybe correct this, but um, uh, Devilman basically inspired a lot of shows that we like, like Evangelion. Did it? Wow. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and I thought it was pretty cool because when Satan uh, tries to block uh, Akira, he does an AT field, hmm. or the equivalent huh. of an AT field. You didn't see that? No, yeah, no, I'm thinking about that now, and I didn't, that didn't connect. It looked familiar, and I was like, this looks like the, the fucking energy shield thing, and then, so yeah, I mean, huh. That's pretty neat. Yeah, and I don't know, I kind of like those, those, um, uh, those types of animes where, it, not that everything goes to shit, but it's the end of the world, but it's this extravagant biblical proportions. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's just a very well, a very romanticized really ending. Went, yeah, like everything really went to shit. Like end of Evangelion, where where um, it's a, I guess a ceremonial ending, a ceremonial apocalypse where everyone just turns into a uh, tang. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, in this case, everyone was just dead. Yeah. Everyone was eaten. And I, yeah, they were literally all dead. Like there was nobody left except for Rio at the end. And Akira. And even well, uh, I mean, yeah, technically, Akira, Akira was there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was. He was there. You oh, know, no, a little bit. So just a little bit. I loved this entire ending sequence in Crybaby. I felt it was fucking great. I, I feel really like nice. it was executed very well. It was yeah. nice because, like, I love the whole message behind it. It's like you know. I, uh, Akita, I mean, I'm oh, sorry, Rio, Lucifer, at the end, he never gets what he wants because he's yeah. fucking, he, like, he he's... doesn't understand, like, he doesn't learn his lesson, Yeah. and so, as a result, he never gets what he wants because he doesn't learn the lesson until it's too late, like, he, he just... didn't understand, you know, what it actually meant to lose someone you care about until he already did, and, and, then, it resets. Resets. and then it resets, so he can't, like, he never learns his lesson in time, like, and that's the reason it keeps resetting because he doesn't learn that you he know, just he just wants to be with his boyfriend. He just he wants, wants to be to with be his loved. boyfriend. Like he wants to be loved, and that's like Akira. you know that's that's like the <laughs> big thing about that. But the issue is that like he goes uh, while he wants to be loved, he also is trying to seek revenge or whatever, and he doesn't move on. And so because he chooses not to move on, everything repeats itself, yeah. and yeah. he doesn't learn what's really important until the like, power of love. Late. 
doesn't yeah. learn the power of love until it's too late. Oh god, I have a I actually have a question for Mike because of I I don't know if you'll actually be able to answer it, but before I go to that, I really love the way that they uh that fucking that Rio essentially created man's own downfall. Um, because it's not really, uh, correct me if I'm wrong in the statement, but it's not really explained why the demons can't possess humans and crybaby. Like, it doesn't explain, like, what, like, what the necessity is, like, what you need to do to be possessed by a demon. And technically, according to the OVAs, they are, they're not possessed, they're fused. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, they when, when they, that too. No, they they did if I remember correctly. It's just I can't remember exactly what they stated, but it's like it's um it's not just Sabbath. Like they they should be able to latch onto a human being, but it's like I think they have to like uh have some sort of like synchronicity or something. Like they have to want something, and the demon has to be able to provide. It's 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 supposed to be something like a contractual Symbiosis. thing. Yeah, it's supposed to be something that they need from each other, and so they fuse. But then the demon always takes over. Oh, God, I forgot the word, but hopefully it comes back to me. Uh, because in the OVAs, no, no, it has nothing to do with Crybaby. Because in the OVAs, it's described that a demon could take over a human being anytime that they want. But the the humans possess one thing that demons hate, and that is reason. Yeah, that's a word. And un- until humans stopped, um, you know, reasoning and they act on instinct they can't be possessed by demons and you know it that part wasn't explained in crybaby and also uh it was just kind of like um what's the word like they just kind of said it in the ovas but putting the two shows together and you know knowing that one fact and knowing the other i really i really love that essentially in crybaby the the reason that humanity just goes to shit is because they stopped reasoning and just stopped oh acting on yes, yeah i hated that god damn it and they just start acting on instinct and they just fucking yeah. they bring their own demise unknown to them because of you know that little fact of, yeah because yeah. rio went and you know told everybody and stuff I, I i i thought it was annoying because like rio went on about like how humans are destructive and this and that and that's why they need to be overthrown because they're retarded animals yeah and stuff. but but he was the one that pushed him that way and it's just like it's like why are you going to go and like say the, oh well you see they went and did the thing that i goaded them into doing and it's like i mean instead of just being yeah. instead of just being like i'm satan just, and i yeah, want to be god yeah. fuck god <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I hated. That's what I I hated uh, another, and you know, the last few episodes where like the students just, just I, that wasn't very infuriating, especially you know, like the whole thing with Mickey. Like I was really actually angry when that yeah. started happening when they when some of the beatboxers turned on her, and then they fucking they 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 beheaded her, and then yeah. her and some of the other uh, of the other gang dudes, and they stuck their heads on there. Yeah, and the remaining gang people were all dancing around and stuff. So it was yeah. nice to see Akira and, was, and, and I was like, "Holy shit!" They followed her all the way through. Like, yeah, if it were if it were like reality or if it were me, I would have been like, "Ah, she's running away. Ah, I don't want to follow her. 
how does the yeah but no they they no chased they chased her they, they like, fucking miles. chased her <laughs> and i i loved that they gave you a little glimmer of hope because it looked like the gang you know those like little gang guys yeah it looked like she was gonna get saved especially when you know yeah. those bodies pulled up in the car and then it showed that it was just carcasses and she was actually yeah. surrounded and just that, like that entire sequence of, uh, and they did that twice because, like, they did it with that, and then even before that, when the Spider Girl sacrifices herself, yeah. you know, yeah. she's doing the whole goodbye thing, and, and you're like, I guess Mickey's gonna get away, but, but no, no, she didn't get away. Nope. I was like, fuck, man, like there is just no. But I mean, it's supposed to, you know, I, I think the whole was point was it's just to make it seem so bleak because it's yeah. like you. You know, fuck this that. is like the worst possible scenario. Honestly. Fuck that! I watched it and I was like, "Damn, we do deserve me to be." <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I like that's like the most common thing I guess you're supposed to take from it. But I think what he was trying to say was that, like, well, this is like the worst that somebody can be. You know, look at the best we can yeah. be when they had Akira. And stuff. When look, I love. So, the, the, okay, I will say the whole Akira thing was really heavy-handed. Like when he was standing there and they were throwing the trash and everything. Oh, yeah, and they hugged <laughs> That was really ham-fisted. Yeah. Like, I was like, whatever, you know, it's hey, uh, hey. whatever. But then, I'd like, hug him. But the thing is, but the, I'd, I'd hug, hug him too. too. But you see, the thing is, though, it's like after that, not not just a few seconds after, that, that's when the yeah, whole thing Yeah, that's when everything started. goes to shit. I was like, what And the it's fuck? the fucking worst. Like, yeah. I guess that technically that would also be like another like little tease that they did that would make you think that everything was going to go all right but yeah like yeah. they kept doing but, that they kept giving you hope and, and then, then just yeah, but, but they kind of um they kind of showed you what's going to happen in the um and when she was typing it on the twitter slash instagram yeah because everybody was like calling her like all that shit and telling her yeah. you know how dare you do this and all that crap yeah, and I was like, oh, that's the internet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we we do deserve it. We we gotta die. We we just gotta gotta wipe wipe everything clean. We're terrible people. And um, you know that ending sequence aside, uh, I feel like the rest of the anime was kind of. Um, if it weren't for that ending sequence, the rest of the anime would be okay, just okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really like Psycho Jenny. Um, she was my favorite reveal, mainly <laughs> because okay, to give a little context for my viewing. I marathoned it all one night uh, with a friend, with a few friends of mine, because a friend of mine kept recommending it to me. He's like, "Come on, Mike, you gotta see it. You gotta see it. You gotta see it." And so finally, one day, I was like, "You know, what? I'll watch it." I'm slightly drunk, <laughs> and so I was watching it. I sobered up though, like halfway through the show, because I was actually really enjoying it. But like at the beginning, like we're watching this, and Rio has his assistant, the the chick yeah. with the crazy eyes. And I was like, that's a fucking demon. And he's like, nah, Mike, that's just the way she looks. And then, like, immediately Rio defends her with, like, oh, that's, that's plastic surgery. Yeah. And I was like, I guess that's a red herring thing. But no, it really hey, was a fucking like, demon. And their name was motherfucking Psycho Jenny. Psycho Jenny. Psycho Jenny she was knows. the best fucking demon. It's because every time they introduced her, they, they, they said it with a certain tone. They're like, Psycho, Psycho Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> she's also and in uh, the Amano yeah. her abilities were actually kind of yeah. funny because it, it literally just made you trip balls yeah. like it made you extremely yeah. high because it was like, like you were you just got really high she just throws beams of, of oh. gay light <laughs> <laughs> just, she shoots you with the gay ray <laughs> oh fuck don't tell me that's not what it is <laughs> I won't. I won't tell you um all right so mike you know a little bit about cyborg 009 right 
Uh, do you know anything about uh, Mazinger Z or Mazinger? Uh, I know of it. I'm not very... Uh, so there are these crossovers with Devilman and Cyborg 009 and uh, Devilman mm-hmm. and Mazinger. Do you, know, do you know anything about that? Uh, the crossovers with them? I heard about that, but I haven't actually like looked too much into it. Another friend of mine is super into Mazinger, though. Okay, because uh, I'm, my friend Brian, yeah, he's he's like extremely into Mazinger. Because I'm fairly curious, like I haven't, I've watched like a Blu-ray, no, not a Blu-ray. I watched a DVD that I got of Cyborg Zero Zero Nine from the dollar store, and that's all <laughs> I know about it. Wow. Other than you know, I recognize the animation because um, I saw some some of it when I was younger, but you know, I can't tell you anything about it. I just know that I'd seen it before. <laughs> But I'm really curious about what type of anime Cyborg 009 is. Uh, if it's crossing over with Devilman in uh, 2015, knowing about the OVAs and stuff and how violent they are. Um, Cyborg 009, like, I watched almost all of the original run. Um, when you say the original, like, you mean like the, the old one, right? The like the eighties, mm-hmm. seventy, late seventy, eighty, whichever one that one was. But um, yeah, I watched that. Uh, cause like they aired it on Cartoon Network, but they never completed it, and so mm-hmm. I went out of my way to actually go and watch it. I haven't seen any of the like more recent ones, like that movie that came out where they fight God or something. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one, but um, yeah, I I like Cyborg Zero Nine. It was it was really like I don't know, I liked it. It was it was cool with like. They, how they brought up the concept of, like, you know, all these kids, they got captured pretty much, and, like, they were experimenting on illegally by Black Hand. And um, it had the tie-in, of course, with Skullman when we watched that, yeah. like, a, like, a while back. Yeah, like, the, the whole ending was supposed to tie in with uh, with Cyborg 009 and give, like, the show, like, a slightly different dimension in that, like, the main character, uh, 009, he fights against, uh, you know, the what's his name again black shadow or something like that anyway um he fights against him and uh he ends up killing him or whatever but uh with the whole like little tie-in that they made with skull man it's shown that the man he killed was actually his father yeah wow who had his mind wiped and yeah was being controlled by the mask who i also saw skull man at a i love video and I was so disappointed that it wasn't that it, you can't buy any of the fucking DVDs because there was so much shit that I saw there that I was like, oh god, I, I want this to keep it for when everything goes to shit and they take away all the legal crap, and I won't be able to watch anything anymore. Because uh, I'm one of those people that's thinking, oh no, here it comes, everything that I love is going to be taken away from me. Yeah. At any moment. Oh, oh. speaking of uh, crossovers. There's a an artist um, by the name of Dave Raposa, and he's making or made a comic. I don't, I can't tell, but he made a comic of uh, Doubleman versus Batman. Really? Yeah. yeah, and it's not just just Doubleman fighting Batman. It has the Ninja Turtles. It has like all these pop culture references, and yeah. But his artwork is is pretty great. I love his artwork. I love his uh, his lines. You know how, the way that he colors and stuff. Um, Do you know if it's coming out from a certain uh, comic company? 
see, I don't know if he's just doing it for the funds. Uh, here, I'll show you. I because I just googled it, but he posted on Instagram. I was like, this is this is awesome. I hope it's real. <laughs> here it is. Here's a picture. That looks like Mazinger. Yeah, that that bottom that is, one is is, is Mazinger, isn't it? That is bad Zinger. Yeah, <laughs> bad that's Devil Man. That's Batman's Mazinger. The only crossover I've ever really seen was a crossover between Zero Zero Nine and Skull Man, and that yeah. was kind of trippy. Yeah, and who's in the robot is Alfred. Alfred's wow. Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll I'll find the picture and I'll show you. Okay, so. You don't, yeah, so you don't know exactly what's going on with this. Was submitted three months ago on Reddit at the time of this recording, but uh, yeah, and by Dave Raposa, and, and he's great. Like, if, just Google his name, and you'll find these awesome paintings, concept arts that he's done for movies. Um, he's one of my favorite artists. But you don't know exactly what's going on with this, but you like it. I, I don't, and I wish it's real because anything that he makes is great, and I'm like, I hope it's not just the fan thing that he wants to do i hope it's it's actual legit comic that you hope they got the licenses and all that crap yeah because that's a that's a lot of shit to that's a lot of hoops to jump through if you're going to get all those people i think yeah that's why i'm looking forward to uh part six of jojo because uh spoiler alert there's a stand that uh pretty much makes uh fiction come to life Mm. and uh it causes like all sorts of uh pop culture characters to come to life like into the world like uh kenshiro <laughs> from fist of the north star hmm. he comes to life and then like there's common writers godzilla like a, a but like power rangers just like a bunch of random like superheroes and shit and like other characters from like comics and toku mm-hmm. and movies and stuff and they're all fighting each other in uh, the city so it's like our black panther uh, so, yeah yeah, yeah I guess. Sure. but sure I we'll, we'll go with i that. forgot the name of that movie that's why I called it our Black Panther. The Avengers? <laughs> no, fucking, you know, FanFest, the movie made by Steven Spielberg. Oh, okay. well, yeah, kind of Ready like that. Wait, what the fuck is that movie called, Mike? Ready Player There you go, one. Ready Player One. Ready Player One. It's, it's our, Pretty it's our much Ready, Ready Player, Player One. one except uh, there is a lot of consequences and the city is being destroyed by these people fighting one another. Because it's like a villain... Well, is he using the the fucking the plug suit from G Gundam to pilot the bad <laughs> singer? Know. He's using the G Gundam it's suit. Alfred. No, it's it's no. Alfred in the G Gundam. Suit. He's no. wearing a G. No, that is because it's the stretchy thing with no. the things, and then above him is the ring, and I guarantee below him is the other ring. It, he's he's putting on the damn G Gundam suit. He has a little bow tie. Mazinger. Yeah, it's, it's Alfred. <laughs> It is Alfred. He's using Alfred was strong enough to put on the fucking plug suit. All right. One last picture. All right, Juan, I guarantee you this is all fake. And this is all fake. I know, but <laughs> holy shit. This is fucking. This is. On the post, it says. That looks like Char. Man versus Batman Teach 2. And then there's Lubin the third. Who is he okay. fighting? Okay. Juan, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it. Uh, stop I posting this nonsense. But here, here's the Instagram. I guess I'll I'll put I'll put all these <laughs> all these images in the description because it's a it's an interesting cacophony of uh, Japanese anime with Batman. 
Yeah, but but follow Dave Ripples on Instagram on and Facebook and uh, everywhere else because his stuff is awesome. Do you know if he works on like anything specifically? Um, no, he's more freelance. He has his own IP. Um, he does a lot of just cool illustrations. Um, he's done concept art for you know Wolverine and, and comics and and movies. He did some. I think I don't know if. I don't know if they hired him to do some concept art for Ninja Turtles, but earlier, before the movie was a thing, he also did some concept for, not not concepts, he just did paintings of the Ninja Turtles, um, as well as uh, Power Rangers. He did kind of like a re-imaging. Back to the anime. <laughs> Dude, what did you guys think of the characters themselves? What did you think of Crybaby? What did you think of Akira? I didn't like Akira at first. I was like, the crying is a bit much. I know we gotta put get the point across that he's like a pure character or whatever, but like it was still a bit annoying. <laughs> um, after the transformation, he was uh, a little better, I guess. The character design got better. The character yeah. design definitely got better, but like he got a little tan. He got a little tan. Yeah, he got he got taller. His dick got giant bigger. Bulge. He ran really weird. Hey, Akira, there's something different about you. <laughs> fucking yeah, stupid. You mean, you mean everything? Dick. Dick. Well, I mean, all the girls were having wet dreams about his dick specifically. So. They're making donkey noises. Oh my god, the donkey noises. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can tell you this. Mark despised uh, Akira. Especially after <laughs> watching the OVA. Yeah. Really? Please, no, please as, talk about it. No, the what? Please talk about it. The uh, the younger him, the not transformed him. Yeah, oh, he little round. He boy. fucking hated. Yeah. He hated. Uh, what's <laughs> the word? Where you're supposed to relate to the character. No. Whatever. He also, he hated the self insert voice was was pretty bad. <laughs> and uh. The like the second that he saw Akira and the way that he acted because um the way that Akira is introduced in the original or not the original but the uh the Devil Man the Birth OVA is that you know he's taking care of bunnies and it turns out a gang is uh caught killed two of the bunnies and w- one bunny like happened to hide itself under hay. And he's carry- holding it in his hand, and the gang comes back, and they're like, give us a bunny, we're going to kill it. And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they uh, corner him and, like, threaten him, and he's like, no. And then <laughs> some guy pulls out a fucking bike chain and <laughs> basically whips it next to him and gets it, like, stuck inside a, a metal container. And he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And the guy, and Akira's like, I don't care. And then Marco's like, wow. Why can't why can't crybaby Akira be this fucking cool? And then he gets whipped in the fucking forehead with the bike chain, and and he's still like, no, I'm not gonna give you the bunny. And I, you know, I instantly fell in love. My dick got hard for him. And uh, then you know the way they introduce this one is that he's a little cuck boy. You know, he's uh the relatable character for the modern day man, uh, for the modern day mm-hmm. anime fan. For the modern day little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the design. I I like Leo's design. I like everybody's design. Yeah, I feel like they fit every. Yeah, you know they fit their characters. Yeah. 
I like how they got they turn into demons and they get a little tan and they get. Juan, you cut out. And they get oh, no. black mascara. They get they black, give mascara. black mascara. I didn't expect to actually like Mickey, um, as much as I did. I guess I, the only thing that made me like her was that she died. I think because it mm. made me want her to live to, you know, live out that last scene where yeah. him and Akira are driving away on the motor on the motorcycle. That was an mm. homage to the like original Devil Man, which the character designs for the original Devil Man were very much of their time. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> did you watch any of it? Mm, or did no. you, did you just hear the the jazzy uh, version of the original song? I did, well, I did see some of the scenes. I, I I'll give you that. I did see some of the scenes, um, but that's how I stumbled upon the jazzy ones because I was looking at some YouTube's um, on some episodes. It's neat watching popular characters character designs throughout the years starting from the 70s and going to the 80s and then coming through you know to fucking 2018 and seeing this because it's the exact same, yeah. all the same characters all designed differently and all looking like uh you know they're where they're from yeah and i gotta say i yeah. i like 80s uh anime <laughs> a decent amount <laughs> like everything just look like they look so pretty yet so like kind of masculine mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the 80s for you. Yeah. We're here. They just look that like 80s. weak and, you know, generic. At least until they turn into like a demon form. Yeah. But I I kind of like the Miko's, I guess, character arc. Yeah. Where she, she hated Miki because she took her name. Yeah. But she became a demon and I thought she was going to kill Miki. But then all of a sudden she just did a 180 and like started loving her yeah. well no she she had been in love with her even prior to the transformation and that's true she but I, I like how it, i like how it switched from her being the bad person to oh yeah the, to the being person. the good demon whereas whereas the, the gay guy he turned into <laughs> this this guy that that had a tragic past because he killed his his butt buddy but he so he just evil. fucks guys to death now yeah, and then he just turns evil. Like he does a a one eighty. Like Miko does a one eighty and turns good, and then he, at the same time that guy does a one eighty. I didn't bad. like his 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 like turning evil thing. Kind of like felt retarded because like Miko was killing people too. Yeah, and so like I was like, okay, so this dude has a chance to turn. And then like he joined up with Akita pretty easily, and you know he's just like, I just want to run. And I was like, all right, cool, we're gonna have two devil men. But then. After Akira fought the uh, that first uh, demon general dude, like yeah. he's like, "Nah, I want to be a demon." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. I expected the lesbian to do this, not you. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was gonna be like for my boyfriend, but yeah, no. I thought he was gonna do that shit too. But instead, he's like, "Nah, humans are fucked." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. what he didn't know is that everybody was mm-hmm. fucked, not just humans. Everybody was all because Rio really wanted Akira's dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just really wanted it, and and, and it could have all been avoided if he just had Akira just been like, "I'll join with you," and that's it. It would have been if fine. he would have just understood the power of love, Mike. Yeah, I mean, it was both their faults. Like, had Akira like noticed Rio's feelings or whatever, and had you know Rio not been an autist about it, I guess it would have been you know. But you know, he is Lucifer, and he doesn't understand anything. Yeah, he so. doesn't get humans, you know. He's a he's not a human, so he can't understand us. Um, 
I gotta say my failure to understand the the his only downfall. Uh, I gotta say that my favorite interaction between uh, Mickey and Miko was when they were in the room, like packing up their say their things. Yeah, and you know, Mickey Miko was explaining how much she hates her and how much she actually admire her, and then all Mickey was was saying was like, "I know, I knew." Yeah, but the way that they that that interaction went was pretty great. It, mm-hmm. it made me it made me uh, like the characters a lot, and then they killed them both. And then yeah. they killed and then them they both killed them because, because they were like, "Hey, we're gonna build, we're gonna build this like moment and make you actually like these guy, these people more than you should, so we can kill them." Yeah. Also, all that devil man stuff, <laughs> all that devil man crap in Crybaby is great. I love that the show exists and that the manga exists and that there are posters oh, yeah. on all that stupid little crap. I love when they're in the when the flashback when they were kids and they're all watching they're watching the original Devil Man yeah. anime yeah. on TV and it's just playing the in the background. Yeah, or the music comes up. Yeah, yeah the music comes up. I also I love the opening like the the new version of like the original song. Like I I love it. It's really catchy. Yeah, dude. Mm. What threw me off the most was the uh, the opening, the animation for the opening and how artistic it was and how great it looked. Yeah. And then the anime yeah. started. And I was like, whoa, this is completely different than what I expected. Even more so with the opening. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Miki's little brother, Toro, that whole thing that happened? I, oh, I like him. Like, he was a, you know, he was, he was a cute little character. And then, and then, he, then he ate became his mom. a demon. And, I was like, and then he ate, and he ate his mom the and the dad. You see, okay, that's another thing that I'll say, I guess, before we start wrapping this up. But I loved... The scene with the father, like, I loved everything they did with it, like, with the rotoscoping and everything. Like, I loved how, like, he's holding the gun against his son, and he really doesn't want to yeah. fire on him. And, like, I, I love the tension with that, where the police are telling him to put down the gun and, like, or to just get aside so they could, like, fire on his son. And he's just, like, refusing yeah. to move because he wants to be the one to kill his son. But, like, the hesitation, I loved it because, like, he would try to aim it, and then he would, like, start freaking out and then breaking down, yeah. and then he would try to re-aim it. Like I, I I know for some people that might be like a tension killer or something like that or it felt like they're dragging it on but I no, really liked it's... it. I mean you understand the circumstances. This man has to kill his son that just killed his ate his wife. Yeah, the the, the like, conflicting emotions yeah. that are going on. It's yeah, yeah. like I, I just loved everything about that scene. Like that was such a good scene. I agree. I I love that thing and I love the way that um you know the army people or the police or whatever they were reacted upon seeing this and telling and uh, the dad telling them, no, I'm not going to move out of the way. And they didn't hesitate to just kill him and shoot him to just yeah. show you like how, you know, how serious they are about them not wanting the fucking demons here. And again, you know, acting on instinct more than uh, anything, which I wish that they would if they would have just put that one that one line in Crybaby that, you know, if, if humans have reason, they can't be possessed because demons hate reason and you know all that shit yeah it would have i i don't know it would i feel like it would have made this show much better for me particularly but it didn't so that being said how did you guys feel overall about this uh this animu would you recommend it would you tell people hey if you like a uh, vulgar shit you might want to watch this yeah i'd recommend it to people yeah i'd recommend it i wouldn't make re- recommend it to just everybody i wouldn't be like hey you like anime you want to you want to start up with anime? you want to see what anime is about (laughs) 
You want to see how deep it can go? Was your, did you just watch the first episode of the new Foolie Cooley? You should watch Devilman Crybaby. <laughs> Yeah. Did you just get an anime once? Watch this. You'll like it. You you watch My Neighbor Totoro? Well, this is My Neighbor Akira. <laughs> my Neighbor Rio. My Neighbor Rio. <laughs> uh, well, on a scale of uh, one, one one to five, I don't know what what do you what what's a good thing to say? I was gonna say acid tits, or uh, acid or a drippy cooch. <laughs> yeah, uh, how many drippy cooches out of five would you give this? One to five. Yeah, love bulges. Yeah, uh, no, drippy cooches. Yeah. I give it a solid four, honestly. Um, you know what? I I'd give it three point seven five drippy cooches. I wow. Yeah, I I feel like I'd also give it uh four uh drippy cooches. You know, four four massive bulges. Like it had great music, and oh. uh, while not every single scene was like a masterpiece, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Like the scenes that stood out really did nice. Yeah. So yeah, I for me I like the coloring, the the style that it went through because it was different from all the other uh, shows before it. Um, what I don't like is the pacing of the story. Yeah, they cut it out went a way lot. Too fast. Yeah, they condensed it, it too much. They they condensed it. They cut off a lot of it just to make it, and it made it real too lean. And if they added, they had a little bit more episodes. I think it would have been better. Like a standard thirteen episode thing, it might have been like different. Yeah, uh, it would have been maybe a little bit more fleshed out. I give it a three point five. Mm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I would have given it like a three, but then. I realized that there's like a whole, a whole world of Devil Man out there, and I'm like, oh, this, this is, is a this pretty is better. cool story. That yeah, like after know, see more of this after shit. watching the OVAs and stuff with Mark, it, like it made me like this Devil Man a lot better. Like getting more yeah. backstory it pre- to stuff. You appreciate yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had my problems with uh, some of the pacing and a little bit of the writing, but just like it had enough like raw emotion that felt real. That made me think, you know what, this is this is actually pretty good. Uh, you know, especially you know that entire ending sequence because, as people know, um, as much as I like you know happy, feely, go lucky stuff, uh, I really enjoy something that, um, de- you know, depending on the show, I really like something that leaves me, you know, not getting what I want. You know, mm-hmm. the the hero doesn't win all the time. The the one time where it hasn't worked for me, uh, I guess I'll talk about it later because I don't want to ruin something for uh, uh, an anime that I really want everybody to watch and I want to see if they get just as mad as I did at, at the end. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it, Mark. I'll tell you. I've probably seen no, it. No, you haven't. I'll tell you RJ's, no, RJ's seen it. But uh, anyway, uh, that was a podcast. This has been in the past. Uh, I guess look forward to um, you guys want to do Freakazoid season two for uh, you know in four weeks technically. Not <laughs> uh, sure. No, actually three, four in five weeks. You want to do Freakazoid season two? <laughs> yeah. All right. Why not? Sure. It's like twelve. It's like ten episodes or eleven episodes, whatever. And uh, we'll see how Yuri on Ice went. Uh, I, I'm sure we all enjoyed it. There was no problems whatsoever, you know. Uh, 
Juan loves the soundtrack. He has no problems with it at all. He uh, he <laughs> loves YOLO. He loves uh, making history. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this has been a late episode of the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast. If you want to, you know, see what we've reviewed before, you can go to mbt.moe. Check that out. Reach us through email at mbtpodcast at gmail.com on facebook we are mbtpodcast forward slash or actually facebook.com forward slash mbtpodcast and on twitter we are at magical broadcast we'll talk to you guys uh who knows we'll, we'll see when this when i put this up <laughs> bye bye bye